Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Freedom Entrepreneur Podcast, the ultimate destination for all you freedom seekers out there who are yearning to break free from the chains of a traditional job and create an online business that allows you to live life on your terms. Get ready to unlock the secrets of online business, digital marketing, and be inspired by incredible interviews with those who are already living the dream. And now, please join us in welcoming your host, Lindsay Sutherland, a high-performance business consultant and a true advocate of the laptop lifestyle. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited to have you guys with me today. We are doing a business training on, we're continuing our education on five steps you can use to improve profit, boost profit in your business without increasing marketing spend. As I've said before, one of the first things people think of when they need to have more income in their business is I need to sell more. And what's the first thing they think of when they need to sell more? Marketing, right? Well, marketing costs money. And that means that even though you can increase sales, it doesn't necessarily boost profit. So there are ways to boost profit in your business without increasing marketing spend. And I really recommend you go through and get this um, download because it gives you, it's got in here a questionnaire. Each one, each step has a questionnaire that if you answer yes to two or more of the questions, then it's easy to pinpoint that that could be a strategic area in your business that you for growth, okay? So a couple Thursdays ago, we started about, we talked about uh, step one, and then we talked about step two last week. This week, we're talking about step three, which is downsell. So if you're not familiar with what a downsell is, essentially it's like having your main offer, but then if somebody were to say, no, that's not for me right now. You have a lower priced offer that might still solve a problem. Obviously it has to solve a problem, but it's not gonna be maybe as robust as your big ticket item, but it's gonna be something you can offer as uh, a lower price point, which the good news about doing that is then you get more clients into your nurture space, right? And when people buy from you once, they're 60% more likely to buy from you again. So that's the beauty of it. So if you've answered yes to any of the following questions, I've got four questions. I'm going to read the questions to you and then I'll go back and, and elaborate on them. And then I'll go into a little bit more detail for you as well. So the questions are, do you lack a consistent process for offering a lower ticket item if the prospect declines your offer? Number two, do you frequently get told your product is too expensive? Number three, is your recovery of a sale less than 50%? In other words, if someone declines your first offer and you follow up, do you convert less than 50% of them? And number four, is your closing percentage on the first pass less than 50%? Okay, so let's review. So do you lack a consistent process for offering a lower ticket item? Here's the thing, I this is probably the number one thing I see missing in businesses is consistency. Oftentimes what happens is people prejudge the person they're talking to to decide whether or not they're gonna buy this, that, or the other thing. My recommendation is to always have a sales process, a standard operating procedure for sales. You know, this goes back to when I was in the car business. You know, we offered upsells 100% of the time. This was my motto, 100% of the process 
a hundred percent of the time. Who are we to determine if somebody can or cannot buy something or is, is or isn't interested in the product we're offering? If they have that particular vehicle and let's say they're coming in for a service, if that upsell made sense, it was applicable based on the, the order of events that I had laid out, then it was our job to recommend it 100% of the time. That would be like if you took your car into service for an oil change, but they didn't tell you that your brakes are going out. And then like two weeks later, you find out you need a brake job. Wouldn't you be a little irritated that the dealership didn't tell you about it? But see, what can happen is employees will assume, oh, this guy's never buys anything from me, so I'm just not going to offer it. But that's really doing that person a disservice. It's also making your company look like you don't have the best interest of the client in mind. So offering a downsell is really very similar. It's a process-driven um, system that you want to be able to have in your business so that even if the client says no to your primary offer, you are doing your best. It's like you could say, look, I'd be offer I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't at least mention this product, right? Maybe this one isn't right for you today. What about something like this? I'm not trying to be pushy, but I definitely want to make sure that you know about every potential thing that can help you, right? So that's kind of my spiel there on question one. <clears throat> Consistency is key. Number two, do you frequently get told your product is too expensive? If you're getting told that and you know your price is in line, it could also be your messaging. I will say it may or may not be a downsell. A downsell can help convert more of them, and that's really the focus of this particular item. But just to go on a quick bunny trail, if you are getting told that and you know your price is in alignment with the market, then you're attracting the wrong buyers. And that goes back to messaging. So for that, you should book a call with me so we can really niche down on your messaging and speak to the person who's actively looking for your product and is willing to pay for it because they understand the problem you solve is worth their money. Number three, is your recovery of a sale less than 50%? So in other words, if somebody does decline your first offer and you follow up, so listen, this isn't saying and you offer them a secondary offer. This is literally saying like sometimes people say no, but they come back later and say yes. You know, this goes back to the car business days. This is another really important, valuable lesson for our business owners. We had this thing called declined service. So basically using the same analogy, I said, let's say you go into the car dealership and they recommend brakes. Let's pretend they've recommended the brakes and you declined it. You said, I don't have time today. This just isn't, I can't deal with it right now. I got to go. Well, unfortunately, the majority of shops don't follow up. They're like, okay, well, I gave them this option. If they want to get it done, they know where to find me. In our dealership, we had a process where we followed up on declined work. Roughly 30 days later, sometimes a little bit longer than that, we would check in with them and say, hey, you know, last time you were here, we recommended the break job. Is that something you'd like to go ahead and get scheduled at this time? This is the crazy part. Most of my team, which were the call center agents, hated these calls. I mean, these were the ones they put on the back burner, which is funny to me because they basically made up their mind that nobody's going to buy. So I would often end up calling these people. <clears throat> Do you know that 70% on average 
came back for the work and they may not get the whole thing. I mean, maybe the, the advisor or the technician had recommended like $800 worth of work, but they, they came back for something. And that's really a powerful strategy. If you're not selling, if you're not selling more than 50%, if you're not closing more than 50% and 50% of the people who tell you no are not coming back for a yes later, then your system is failing you. You're not following up enough, or maybe again, it goes back to messaging. You're not attracting the right audience. So there's definitely something broken in your pipeline if you've answered yes to some of these questions. The downsell is one way that you can recover some of those losses. So it's a lower ticket, lower value product or service that you can offer to people who decline your primary offer. On average, a business can pick up an additional 5 to 10% of sales by offering a strategic downsell. The important thing to remember about a downsell offer is that we're not reducing the price. We're reducing the value. This is the thing that a lot of people get hung up on. Well, if I don't sell it for this much, maybe I just need to lower my price. It isn't price. Listen, price is usually the last thing that needs to be changed. You're not selling the value or you're attracting the wrong audience who doesn't appreciate the value. Like you're trying to convince them that what you have is what they need. What you need to do is attract people who already know that this is a need and are looking for a solution that you offer. So this is the thing. Your your downsell offer should be a completely different product or, or package. Okay. It should not be the same thing at a reduced price. It should be a completely different thing that offers less value. So like, for example, if you're a coach and you offer a one-to-one coaching program that's, let's say, $10,000 for the year, well, let's say the person's like, that sounds lovely, but I don't want to commit to $10,000 for a year. And you say, okay, I understand. Well, I do offer a group coaching program. So you won't have access to me one-to-one, but in the group, this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. You spell it out. And then maybe it's like, $500 a month versus, you know, almost a thousand a month, 800 a month or whatever. So you get the gist, right? It's a different product with less value, but it still is a value to them and it's more affordable. That's the principle behind downselling. So you'll find that by having a strategic process for bundling, upselling and downselling, which we talked about that last week, you're going to boost profits. The The key here is having a strategic process that's done 100% consistency. That's what matters. That way, by the way, once you have that foundation and then you maybe put some time, money into lead generation, you're going to get a higher return on your investment because you're already going to boost your inc- sales values just by having those processes in place. Does that make sense? Okay, I'd love to connect with you. Be sure to check the link below to get the download. And also feel free to uh, book a call with me if you'd like to maybe have me audit your current processes or talk through some things. More than happy to offer you a free consultation. Until next time, stay motivated, stay focused, and remember that the power to create the life that you want is already within you. I'm Lindsay Sutherland, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Freedom Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode of the Freedom Entrepreneur Podcast, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and share the podcast with your fellow freedom seekers. 
Together, we'll inspire and empower countless individuals to live life on their own terms.